Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. <clears throat> My name is uh, Steve. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Welcome back to another episode of Do the Right Film. This week we're coming at you with a review of The Beach Bum, written and directed by Harmony Corinne, mm-hmm. starring uh, Matthew, all right, all right, all right, McConaughey, and uh, some other cameos and assorted artists as well. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Is he on the cover? Oh well, yeah, he's in the he trailer. Is, he oh, he's in the trailer, that's right. Uh, we also got Snoop Dogg in this movie as well. We got Jim Buffett. <laughs> and we also have um, we have some other people too. I'm space. Cool. Let's uh, be talking about that later. Our topic this week, we're going to be talking about directors or filmmakers that are a bit harder to swallow, but we like them or love them. Um, essentially, it's like the kind of stuff that like you wouldn't recommend to to the average movie watcher, but uh, really, really floats your boat. Other than that, how was everyone's week, Steve? Spill the beans on everything. Uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty interesting week. I had a lot of fun. Uh, me and me and Harvey uh, had a very moondog day yesterday. <laughs> you know, we're soul searching around Brooklyn. I, I mean, what else can you ask? I don't for? think you got it figured out like Moondog, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, I don't think I don't think <laughs> any of us really do, but we can only hope to achieve that like level of enlightenment. Yeah, I think we had a a safer version of his sort of fun. You had I was diet Moondog. We had yeah. diet, and I was yeah. really hoping to have the full experience. But yeah, you know, man. maybe next time. So that was my week. We can make show. it happen. Well, I appreciate that, <laughs> Harvey. How how was your week? Uh, it was okay. I mean, yeah, I guess that was probably the most eventful thing. You're alive, Moon, so that's a good thing. in the city. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm alive? Yeah, you're alive, so that's a good thing. That's true. That's it's not true. always a good thing. <laughs> um, I think in my case, it's, I think it's fine. It's fine. Um, Take it or leave it. <laughs> but yeah, we got some, uh, hot wings yesterday. That was pretty exciting. Oh, yeah? Well, like Korean, uh, fried wings. Oh, uh, around here? Uh, Dokebi. Oh yeah, okay. we did get. Oh my god, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, because I had I started drinking. All right, I worked. I worked. Uh, uh I was in AC yesterday early in the morning, so I was just kind of like, man, I just want to have a beer after this. Got a beer. Went to Nighthawk, which is this nice little cinema in Brooklyn. Had a couple beers during the movie, and then I had a few more after we left. Like in theory, that's a good idea, but then you got to pee and stuff, and then you start missing the movie. Yeah. All right, yeah, I was gonna say that. For, I'm gonna save it for later, but yeah. I almost pissed myself. Yeah, dude, watching you can't, this movie. That's why I can't like go to those and drink beer. Um, unless I'm at home, I'll get like a cocktail or something if I go to Nighthawk, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I and you gotta make sure you pee like everything out before. Yeah, yeah it's. I had a terrible movie going experience. Um, I'll get into it later. Um, yeah, yeah. my week was. It's pretty chill for the most part, I guess. Cool, cool. How about you? My week was good. I um, Well, let me start by saying this. I have a confession to make. I had a very strange week where I... You ever picked up and almost master a hobby in a few days? I wouldn't say I mastered anything. But, oh, God. But it's just one of those things where it's like, holy shit, I'm interested in that, and I'm doing it as soon as possible. Um, so that took up most of my week, and I actually didn't watch any movies aside from the Beach Bum. So, Steve, I know you're notorious for, for this, but I hope you watch some other stuff this week. No, I watch. I watch stuff. All right, good. Well, I hope you got something. 
hope you got something to fill my my time but um yeah i, re- I got really into woodworking this week <laughs> the whitest shit you've ever said i know <laughs> i know but you know if, if there's anything great that you know you would take from white people it's like the woodworking is fun. white quarter life crisis <laughs> exactly yeah i need a hobby baby i don't I need, need a hobby with, though. that's the thing i, I got plenty of hands them. i'm not lost looking for a hobby it's just going one, back to the earth it just it <laughs> really get in touch with God again. <laughs> well, I mean, I use a lot of electrical machines, so I don't really agree with that sentiment. But yeah, so I I was working at this studio, uh, helping them organize their gear. I worked there quite frequently, and uh, he he was building this table, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is a cool way to build a table!" So I went ahead and uh, built the table. Or two. I built a nightstand and a coffee table. Um, yeah, woodworking is fun as fuck, man. You, you go into Home Depot and you actually start to notice like the different cuts of wood, like cherry, walnut, uh, pine, cedar, and and you really uh, start to look at the grain of the wood and and know which ones have a softness to them, which ones have a hardness to them. And wood is a beautiful thing, man. You ever just stare at a piece of wood? Just look at the no, grains. Not really. I think that's the second widest thing you've ever said on just, the podcast. Just look at the, the rings and stuff <laughs> and all the, the the spellings of time. What the fuck are you, you on right the now? Spellings <laughs> of time. It's spelling out the time past. What's going on right now? Uh, all I got to say is woodworking is fun as fuck. And I like it. I like wood. <laughs> So I am taking orders if you want to make make you a table. Tom's about to get into Buddhism real soon. Uh, (laughs) This is next hobby. I've always liked building things, but uh, I I noticed you guys have a pretty shitty coffee table. So why don't we we change that? Uh, I think it's actually a pretty good coffee table. It's like... It's flimsy. It's unstable, but aesthetically, aesthetically, I think it's It almost killed someone on episode eight. Yeah, but I like that fear (laughs) that it puts in you. If you're a god, I mean, yeah. Nothing, nothing's for sure in life. It looks like a giant snack tray. It kind of does. It's not <laughs> appealing. You guys need to accentuate a little more the accents of this room. Okay. That's it for my week, guys. Um, why don't we? Uh, why don't we get into some movies? Uh, I believe Harvey lost the the game. Yeah, that's a uh, correct. You did? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, what movie? Um, King Jack. He watched. I think King it was Jack. assigned by. Uh, yeah, it was assigned by you. That's right. Um, this movie was directed by Felix Thompson. This came out in 2015. I don't really remember hearing anything about this. Um, here's the synopsis. Growing up in a small. Wait, sorry. Growing up in a rural town filled with violent delinquents. Jack has learned to do what it takes to survive, despite having an oblivious mother and no father. After his aunt falls ill and his younger cousin comes to stay with him, the hardened 15-year-old discovers the importance of friendship, family, and looking for happiness even in the most desolate of circumstances. This stars uh, Charlie Plummer. Um, I don't. I think I've seen him in something before. I think it was uh, Lean on Pete, actually. You all seen that? Oh, uh, yeah, he is in that. I've not seen it, though. I haven't seen it either, but I saw him in the trailer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Corey Nichols and a few other people. Um, no one of note, really. Small little flick. Yeah, so Jack 
is uh, he lives in this very small town. It appears to be the south. At at first, I got some like Florida vibes, but I don't think this is in Florida or anything. Um, but it could be. Um, I think it's like it feels like upstate New York a little bit, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, the movie begins with a Jack um, spray painting what looks like uh, like an outside garage, like a garage separate from a house. And he spray paints the word cunt on it, and uh, he gets caught by a, um, a man coming outside, and he runs back to his house. Um, it turns out that the person, the person whose house he actually spray painted is this bully, um, Jack is sort of a um, outcast among this, the kids and stuff in his neighborhood. And um, there's a bully in particular at his school that picks on him. I believe his name is um, Shane. And um, you have these older guys sort of picking on him, and uh, he's, like, very much in love, I suppose, with a, with a girl named Robin. And um, somehow he even finds – they even find ways – to uh, sort of pick on him and make fun of him uh, throughout uh, within that relationship. Like she uh, gets him to send a, a dick pic at one point and then all the other girls are just laughing at him and uh, poking fun Poor at him. Poor guy. Yeah, so he's a kid having a fairly difficult time. Some of it is self-inflicted and some of it is just simply out of his control, I believe. Um, his aunt, I believe she has like a schizophrenic episode or something. They don't really go into detail as to what happens, but his um his aunt's kid, which is his cousin, comes to stay with him for a few days because um like his dad is having a hard time, I believe, like uh, taking care of her and also managing managing that kid's life and like providing for him. So he comes to stay with them for a few days while they figure things out, I suppose. Um, and through Jack, his little cousin, Ben gets to sort of see what his life is like in this town and with his family. Um, his relationship with his mom is sort of difficult because, um, she's sort of trying to raise him and also take care of his brother who's a bit older and, um, it's a difficult time and, um, he doesn't really have the relationship with his brother either because, um, his brother's sort of distant and he's just sort of an asshole all around. So this kid can't really get a break. He uh, is getting picked on by kids at school. Uh, kids in the neighborhood don't really like him, and uh, he's not having a great time at home either. He doesn't have anything of a, a, a support system at all. Um, and Ben get Ben gets like a, a sort of a firsthand witness to, to this life and him getting bullied and, um, and, um, and sort of outcast that even at home. Um, and they sort of form a little cute bond between them. Um, it's very rocky at first because Jack thinks he's very independent and he tries to be as hard and as adult as he can because he he's fa- facing some pretty shitty um, circumstances all around. And, um, yeah, you just see a cute little bond form between them um i I liked a lot about this movie uh specifically the way they treat the relationship between jack and his cousin ben um they don't really know each other very well you could tell that there's some like familiarity between the two of them but 
they have like this time where they have to feel each other out and uh and uh Jack is sort of trying to he's trying to push his like uh persona, I suppose. And um Ben sort of get to gets to really see him as he truly is. And um he's like he seems like probably the only person that, that has because he puts on like sort of a facade at home and um around his friends or if you can even call them friends, he tries to portray this image and um I believe Ben gets to sort of see him in a different light. Um, and that was like one of my, that was probably my most favorite thing about the movie. You got to see a lot of Jack's character and, um, sort of his situation through the eyes of Ben. And I think, uh, Ben watching him and observing like who, who his cousin is, is like one of the more interesting aspects of this movie. Um, what else I liked? I think it's shot really well. And uh, I think the lead does a pretty good job, Charlie Plummer. He, um, like, he definitely feels like a kid that you that you knew at some point in your life. Um, he's desperately trying hard to be like kind of tough, and he like does push ups and shit, and um, yeah. but he just can't catch a break. Um, I think that the um, like the relationships felt a bit real too. Um, specifically the, the relationships with his like, uh, mother and mother and, uh, brother. Those are done quite well. And, um, it sort of just, um, does a good job of developing what his world looks like. I think like that world in the community, um, it allows for like better understanding of his character and who this kid is. Um, I think the love interest was kind of weird, <laughs> the Robin girl, and um, yeah, I think that he uh, he was like sort of blowing off the other girl, Harriet, I believe her name is, and like she was you like hose man, yeah, and, and she, <laughs> but she was like she was like way cooler than Robin, so I, I didn't really understand why he was uh, I mean interested in, her, I guess because she was his she his judgment isn't uh, yeah up to par as just a kid, that know? is true. He uh, made a lot of dumb decisions, um, but most of it just stems from him being in a shitty environment and not having any like real support system or community at home. He was a kid, kind of getting fucked from all angles. That sounds bad, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on now, did you. Uh, what did you think of the score? I like the score in this. I remember the score is pretty good. Um, it works very well with uh, like the emotion and like the in- intensity. Of- in some scenes too, because um, you do start to feel for this kid and and what he's up against, really. And it does a good job of making you sympathetic towards him. Although I hated him in the beginning because he was just fucking whining, um, and he, he just seemed like uh, unlikable, and he didn't really have any redeeming values. But once you start to understand his world a bit better, you start to sympathize with him, and. It did win me over because I wasn't liking it uh, after that uh, first act, but I warmed up to it. I think I'd give it a probably a three out of five. Um, it's a it's a good little movie. Did you? <laughs> it's very short too. It's like a yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very small movie. Um, 
did, did you feel any bit of uncomfort imagining if you're the filmmaker during that one scene when they're all in the room? It has some sexuality involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, just imagine that? having to make the kids do that. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like a truth or dare? Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. God, that would be rough. That, that is one of the things I liked about it, too, because like it, it it felt like a real situation that you might have yeah, it doesn't, in as a kid. Yeah, it doesn't but, like protect you from yeah. you know simple childhood. Because, you know, when, you, when you're a kid, there's a lot of shit like that happening. Yeah, it isn't very innocent. You do a lot of stupid shit and a lot yeah. of you find out like your your one friend gets laid at an early age you're like what the fuck you feel like you're falling behind and you get this testosterone going yeah being a kid is wild man yeah nobody sets you up for shit sometimes that is true just a dumb little kid alright well I'm glad you enjoyed it it's, it's a nice little movie that I feel like got underlooked yeah I um I don't think I had heard anything about it when it came out and I don't think I've no, I, I watched it based on it. one person's like recommendation. They like loved it, and I was like, "Oh wow!" I don't think I heard about it anywhere else. Yeah. Um, I watched some other things. You all, y'all want me to keep talking, or y'all yeah, want to switch keep, it up? Keep talking. Yeah, I feel like we should uh, <laughs> switch cool. it up because. Um, cool. Well, I watched a movie. Oh yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, I watched a movie. Did I, you just uh, tell him to keep talking? I mean, I'm down for you going next, but. Yeah, no. I, no, did you? I thought you said you wanted to switch it up. Yeah, you can go. Okay. That's yeah. why I was like, oh, okay, oh. well, I'll jump in. I don't want my voice. I misunderstood to... that. Go ahead. Well, I watched this. Uh, this art, I would say it's more of an art house piece. I think it's something that I think everyone should kind of go out and see this year. It's kind of a little bit of a hidden gem. Uh, you talked a little bit about it last week, and it's called uh, Serenity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after after how, how come I can only get you to watch bad movies? Why? It's because the way you fucking explained it, it's just like I was just so intrigued of how like was it was it like worth cryptic it? everything was. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is he talking about? I'm like, I need to see this because I just don't uh. understand. And yeah, man, I think you explained it really well. <laughs> and the funny thing oh, is, man. it's not. All right, so everything relies on understanding the twist in this film, and that's the fucking problem. The acting, like, it's completely understandable once you understand the twist. And when you understand the twist, you're like, you look back at everything else because, like you said, it's just like, all right, this film is starring Matthew McConaughey, uh, Anne Hathaway. Uh, Jason Clark being yeah. a and terrible it's, person. It's basically about a man and a boat and a fish called Justice. But it's so much more than that. This thing, like I said, I think it's an art house piece. I think he was really a deconstruction of the uh, old man in the sea genre. Oh, that. uh, Oh, he deconstructed. (laughs) Uh, This film has just been going the rounds, and everyone's been saying this movie is so bad you have to watch it. And I think it. I think it is. Like I think, but the thing is, it's it's a bad where it's so bad it's entertaining as well. Right. Right. Because I did not hate my time watching. No, it. I didn't either. Like it was stupid, right? Because I yeah. guessed, the, I guessed the twist thirty minutes in. I texted you. I was just like, "Is this what happens?" <laughs> and you're like, "Watch." And then when it happens, like, so I was right. 
And it came out of fucking left field. I was just thinking, like, it's like that can't be the twist. No fucking it's, way. I don't, you don't really want to believe it if, once you do. Yeah, start once to you figure it out, you're like, no, this can't be. And then when they reveal it, you're like, wow. And the funny thing about the twist is that they reveal it slowly and expect you not to realize it. But as soon as they even start revealing it, it's totally revealed. But, it's like, yeah. but they dance around it for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, they dance around the rest of the film with this, like, they're tipping to around this, like, twist. And, oh, fuck, it's so hard to talk about this fucking movie. <laughs> Just the parts. The parts with Jason Clark trying to fish while horribly injured. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, when are you going to catch that fish for me, daddy? <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, what I was the like watching fuck Anne is Hathaway play this character. I'm like, what are you doing? Her character is, I think, the most bonkers one because she's trying to play a femme fatale. Which, if you know anything about, oh yeah, this 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 also deconstructs the neo noir genre. So it does. Oh, it really God. is just breaking down different genres. It's it's like ten movies. It's just in breaking one. down movies in general. Yeah, movies in general. <laughs> <laughs> and she's supposed to play as femme fatale, but. It doesn't make sense because one second she's supposed to be alluring and mysterious and she can handle herself, but then she's like a damsel in distress like 10 minutes later. And it's just, it's everyone so cartoonishly overacting, especially Matthew McConaughey's scream at the end was just so fucking good on the boat. It was just so satisfying that just like, dude, there's just so many parts of this movie where I was just like, What? And then when you figure out the twist, it ma- everything makes sense. And then you just have to go with it. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this movie. I think you kind of summed it up last <laughs> week. And you, you got me so intrigued that I had to go see it. And I think everyone else should go see it, too. If you have, like, an hour, what is it, an hour and 40 minutes to kill? Yeah, Harvey, get on it. Just, just, just watch it, just so you understand what we're talking about. <laughs> And then kind of come back to this episode and everything we're referencing will all make sense. You'll be like, oh. Uh, very interesting film. Harvey, I think you should see it. Maybe. Aren't you a little bit intrigued? A little bit because I'm curious. Think about it. Do you like, do you like fishing movies? I mean, I suppose. <laughs> do you like, <laughs> like neo-noirs? Sure. Uh, let's see what else this is break down. Do, do, you, do, you, like, like, do you like... Uh, Christopher Nolan films. Yeah, do you like Christopher Nolan films? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this movie's perfect for you. Do you like? It has uh, everything. <laughs> I don't even know. Dude, this that this movie, watch this movie and then you'll understand. <laughs> okay, I might do it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I've had a lot of Matthew McConaughey in the last couple weeks. Yeah, honestly uh, though, I'll take more. It's like kind I'll of like a poll. Like yeah, this I watched this movie and then we're gonna talk about another movie later. Obviously, uh, the Avengers of Moon Dog. Two polar opposite. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Alternate movie title. Yeah, I like I like the Adventures of Moondog. All right, cool. Um, Harvey, you watch some other stuff. You can take my spot. Yeah, uh, I watched the Meg. Oh, um, okay. Wait, wait. Did we group? No, I went and saw that by myself. I thought we all reviewed that. No. Yeah, I totally walked three miles for some exercise to go see that once. That's. That's a lot of miles for this movie. <laughs> um, what did I even say about this movie? Yeah. The Meg was directed by uh, John Turtletob. You may know him from the National Treasure, Treasure movies. And um, I think he did The Kid, right? That's a weird fucking... He that's also a real callback. Cool, he did Cool Runnings, too. Oh, that's, um, that's really random now. I mean, yeah, these are practically the same movie. So, 
a deep sea submersible pilot revisits his past fear. Wait, I'm sorry. This shit's too small. A deep, deep sea submersible pilot revisits his past fears in the Mariana trench and accidentally unleashes a 70 foot ancestor of the great white shark believed to be extinct. This is starring, uh, Jason Statham as the, uh, the main character plays a guy named Jonas. He's, uh, some sort of weirdly masculine and, uh, super capable submersible pilot. He just, he, he has a very specialized skill and it. it is, uh, piloting underwater vehicles. And, um, he has a, an accident in the beginning of the movie. I believe he's trying to save a submarine full of people. Um, they're getting attacked by something in the Mariana Trench, but they have no idea what it is. Um, Jonas has to make a decision whether he saves the few that he can in the submersible or sticking around longer to try to save more people in order to, yeah, but he, uh, he makes this decision and, um, leaves a few people behind and cut to a few years later, some scientists are sort of peeking around into the Mariana trench. They believe that there is a, there's a, there's a second world or something, a second, uh, layer of ocean beneath it and um pretty sure scientists would have figured that out a long time ago yeah anyway <laughs> there is and uh there there are megalodons in there um like more than one well we see one at a time but who knows how many there could be don't sharks like the surface of the water the surface yeah i mean that's why they stick their fins out right if you live under the ocean it's like darkness, you know. Yeah, you can't really see very well. Yeah, or, or, I think the top fan is for uh, stability because they move really fast. I'm no, I'm no scientist. I've seen Jaws. That's that's a lie. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> we just he just got two conflicting. Just like what? That's why the uh, the, the the Lancer evolutions have the little things on the top. Those fins. What? Because <laughs> keeps yeah. you stable. Yes, a spoiler. Yes, we do. Um, what was I talking about? But yeah, they unleash at least one megalodon, and uh, they decide that they should call back in Jonas, who the who hasn't really worked for them for a very long time since that since that in- incident, and um, he they bring him out of retirement. I just feel how dumb this concept of a movie. They don't call the National Guard. They don't call anyone. They call one dude to fight a giant shark. They call one guy in one- Fast and the Furious. <laughs> well. <laughs> You seen yeah. that shit in that As movie? they're exploring like beneath the Mariana Trench, uh they 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 run into a problem. Obviously it's a megalodon or something and and uh the trap down there. So the people above at the uh platform, like the ocean platform or whatever it's called, they uh bring in it bring in Jonas to try to save them. Um This movie is is interesting. Cause I was when I was first when I was first uh, like really hearing about the movie, I expected it to be something like um, like a very self-aware parody of uh, a first of like uh, the classic shark movies like Jaws and um, like a like a good guy hero action movie. Thought it was like a combination of like the two of those, and for the most part it is, but it's not nearly as as smart as I thought it would be. 
or hoped it would be. Um, he's very stereotypical, like as a character. Um, he's just incredibly um, typical and um, and uh, hero-like. He doesn't have really any really f- like flaws or anything like that. Um, he's just like the guy that gets the job done every Action time. Every every man, and he yeah. has really bad lines, and they're not even so bad that they're funny or clever. They're just straight up bad lines. Um, like this is the worst I've ever seen Jason Statham. Honestly, like I I like Transporter movies and shit. Like I like Transporter a lot, and I think he worked very well in that. Like I don't think he works. In, in in this style at all it was it felt very shitty and very um uh, just derivative i suppose you mean um, to tell me that part where he's being dragged by the boat and he almost gets eaten but he doesn't in the nick of time well yeah that wasn't good <laughs> but i do i do like some of the action sequences in this i think they were done pretty well um Especially the underwater stuff. I like that a lot. And I think that this isn't a poorly made movie. It's just, um, it just has, it's a poorly written movie. And um, the set design was great. I think all the underwater stuff, like the effects and stuff, were really cool. It looked like someone pumped uh, a decent amount of money into this. I'm not sure if they recouped it or not. They, Uh, They probably did. Could you uh would you do me a favor and look at the budget? Yeah, we can look up some numbers real quick. Give me one time. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that had it gone a different route uh towards uh comedy. I think there's a lot of attempted comedy in this, but there's just so fucking little that I could All find right, funny. I got the numbers already, Steve. Box office 530 million. The budget was between 130 and 170. So they made their money back. No, they did. We're getting a Meg too. Yeah, God damn it, probably. they're franchising. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening because uh, you don't know how many Megalodons got into. Well, this is interesting. Um, how many movies make dealt more than half overseas? Is that I feel like this is probably huge in China. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a fucking Chinese bad company. I yeah. forget the name of that studio, but I'm sure they were fucking. They were all involved in this. More than half of it was. Not U.S. or Canada. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, hmm. But it does. I don't know. I don't know if they're tailoring for like the audience because they expect it to make a lot in China. But it does feel like a like an early two thousands action movie or late late nineties action movie in that style, just with the more modern uh, sets and technology and and shit. But it it has all those. Um, makings of a a bad 90s action movie um and it it feels more sincere than it does smart or clever um if that makes sense in terms of uh like the tropiness and the cliche um i think i give it a two at, at most that's what i gave it um not yeah. a terrible way to sit in the movie theater but yeah it's not good <laughs> it's not good at all it's not terribly boring. Yeah. How did it, uh, I forgot about the end with the dog. <laughs> the the little dog? Like yeah. Oh yeah. I think they <laughs> That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. Good shit. 
Yeah, I do think some of the action sequences look pretty cool, though. Um, I think the effects, for the most part, were okay. Yeah. All right, well, damn, I forgot about this movie. Just, like, find it on, like, streaming somewhere? Yeah, they added it to uh, HBO Go. Wow. You know, I saw that today. I was, like, skimming through HBO to see what they had, and uh, that was one of them. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a better shark movie called The Shallows that came out, like, maybe two years ago. Oh, I would say watch this. that. Uh, I've watched that. That's with the, the Blake... Lively yeah. movie, yeah. No, I would, I would, that one's much better. Yeah, I remember the water looking very pretty. You know, what's that's, that, that's what's that really, one? That's the only thing movie I remember. It's like limited storytelling. They're in open water. Yeah, I was like, I walked in on that theater a long time ago. You know, what the fuck is this? <laughs> on accident. Yeah. All right. Cool. You guys want to? You have anything else? Or? No, that's it for me. I was gonna see Dumbo. I bought a ticket and everything, and I didn't go. <laughs> What, oh, you bought you well, used yeah, an AMC. Ticket. Ticket. I was yeah, gonna say you I, bought an actual ticket. I just couldn't do it to be honest. Um, yeah, it looks like it would have been rough. It <sighs> I may try again next week. We'll see. Yeah, I think you should just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're trying to do here, but don't be a hero. I mean, I saw some bad ones last year, so I'm, <laughs> I'm usually taking taking the L's anyways. All right, cool. It. All right, let's get into it then. We're going to talk about uh, something I probably would have put on my most anticipated list. So let's see if it holds up. Uh, let's talk about The Beach Bum, directed by Harmony Crin. Let's hear a clip. You are shaking, little ginger goat. I miss you. Oh, I miss you too, sweetie. Well, it's boring here without you. I know, right? I can only imagine. Well, I need you back here in Miami. I need my husband. Yeah. Come on, and I need help with the wedding. Well, I mean, do you really? Heather and I need you to come back home. Nah, you know my home's down here in the Keys with all the burnouts, sweetie. I'm a bomb feeder. I gotta go low to get high. You know that. No, it's here, and we have so many friends and guests coming. Are your friends? No, I don't have any friends. All right. How was that clip for you guys? It was creepy. Was it all right? All right, all right. Uh, yeah, it was one, one of the more unsettling ones I've heard in a very long time. Um, yeah, that's weird that you say that. Anyways, we're going to be talking about The Beach Bum, directed by Harmony Corinne, written by him as well. Um, it's going to be starring uh, Matthew McConaughey. We got Snoop Dogg, which, have you guys seen him with larger roles in this? Or is this, this is probably this? the biggest role up. I feel like this is my, my biggest time. Right? Yeah, I starred in a movie, but yeah, yeah. this is like the bi- most I've ever seen from him. Yeah. Um, it's also starring uh, Martin Lawrence. It's it's also got uh, Isla Fisher. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. We also have Zac Efron, which was not... Uh, honestly, would have never guessed it. Um, I, I honestly did not recognize him. And then we have Jonah Hill as well. Pretty star-studded, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, yeah. And the synopsis is, A rebellious stoner named Moondog lives his life by his own rules, which is very vague and doesn't really cover it. Um, but what did you guys think of The Beach Bum? Steve, I liked kick us it. off. Oh, I like this one. 
You liked it. Okay. Yeah. This is this is coming in at a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, pretty lukewarm. Oh, really? I, I yeah. don't I, I don't follow Rotten Tomatoes, so I don't know like the I don't I don't fucking know like the consensus for these movies, but uh I would say actually I more than like it. Liking is saying like, oh, you know, like something's fine. Yeah. It's equivalent. I, I think uh it's for me it's more than that. I I think this is a first I think first time in 2019 where I had a lot of fun with the fucking movie, man. <laughs> I, I I thought it was <laughs> hilarious from beginning to end uh just to give you a little bit more like you know a little bit more story uh Matthew McConaughey plays Moondog kind of like this folk hero or like it's like almost like this like he's kind of like a town legend in the Keys or even just he's, in southern Florida the, like the way just, I would describe him is a drunk uh tropical dude from Big Lebowski yeah like people like he's known but you know by everyone, big yeah. and small, like you know, from, from like you know, like Jimmy Jimmy Buffett <laughs> makes a little appearance in this, and you know, like, you know, he's just well known within Southern Florida, and he he's a poet, you know, he's an artist, he's a true fucking artist, I guess you could say, like he's just he, you know, he doesn't care about the money, but I guess he does, but I guess he doesn't. He lives art. Yeah, he li- Yeah, he he just. I, I think he explains it best. It's all about having a good time. In, in, in that very Matthew McConaughey way of saying things, he's just like, you know, I'm just here to have a good time. Just like, just, I don't know, he just has such a lovable fucking person. Like, I wanted to be his friend. <laughs> Even though I would get pissed off 50% of when the time. he destroys your fucking house. Yeah, like, I would say like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, you're friends with him, but you don't know why. And he just has this like, lovable charm about him. And it's literally just his misadventures. Like, him just going, like an odyssey in a way, from like, you know, scenario to scenario, meeting all these characters that you would... I feel like that's the funniest part. It's just like every character that he creates in this film seems like outrageous, but I know they exist because I've met these people. You have met a, a version or two of like some of the characters you run into this film, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think he captures yeah. that very well in this movie. And it's honestly, that's it. It's just this like odyssey that Moondog kind of goes on trying to write or complete like like the great American, like or like this do you, novel. Do you remember when this movie was just being like pre-production or just in production? Yeah. Like this is all we had, and we were fucking stoked. There's <laughs> <laughs> a picture of him in a flame guy fear. <laughs> it's just like we only had that silk shirt and that long hair, and we were just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, this this movie actually scared the shit out of me because I saw the reviews and I was like, fuck. I think it's not going to be good. That's every Harmony Korine movie. Yeah, maybe. Is Spring Breakers similarly? I mean, they're I usually that, pretty... I think that's low. I think Spring Breakers is one of his lowest, right? Yeah, but they're usually pretty polarized. Um, well, 50 is polarizing. If it was under 50, that's not polarizing. But um, let's look up Spring Breakers. But if you want to like talk about it, you can, Harvey. Um. Yeah, so... I suppose we can't really talk about the plot. That's sort of a spoiler, even though it happens very early in the movie. Um, well, yeah, it's. I think just skimming a little, or just giving a little. Yeah. Top I don't, layer I don't stuff. really remember a trailer. Yeah, for the most part, the plot is. Um, it's very. Uh, it's very. Non-existent, I suppose. I mean, we have this character, and we follow him, uh, sort of like on an odyssey, like Steve said, and. Uh, sort of his misadventures and um he's trying to complete his novel or at least he's being forced to complete his novel 
he has he hasn't published anything in a very long time. People think that he or some people close to him think that he's sort of washed up and he's and he doesn't have anymore. He's lost it. And uh he's sort of forcing his into a situation where he has to finish his uh his collection of poems and um he goes on an adventure sort of to do that. Um he gets placed in a uh a um rehabilitation center. And um that's sort of where the Odyssey kicks off and where he meets like his first, um, I don't know, his first friend on his guide, journey. his spirit guide, I guess. Yeah. Um, his spirit guide. Fuck. Uh, and that's played by, um, Zach Efron. No, no, sorry. You're mistaken. It's Zach vape God Efron. Yeah. He had like a big ass vape. And he I'm thinking about blonde. shaving my beard like that. <laughs> Dude, that's, that vape, that's one of the vapes that you have to construct. Like, you have to actually build it. Yeah. But you also have to talk about his outfit too. His, he wore Jinkos. Yeah. And he, if you haven't seen the Heelys. movie, just Google Zac Efron and fucking Moon Dog, and then they further his character by making him super into Jesus, and he also kind of does like kung fu or some shit. And um, he's in the like Christian rock bands. Like when he first meets him, like, dude, <laughs> that scene was so good, dude. I I was like, as soon as that scene kicked in, I knew yeah. a little spoiler. Where I haven't even talked about the movie yet, but that I loved it, and I was just amazed that the the critics were so. I don't know. Yeah, but so that's like uh, his first spirit guide, and then he goes through this sort of Odyssey like <laughs> adventure where he's meeting these different new different and new people and they're all very different and crazier than the last one um it's a lot of fun i enjoy this movie quite a bit um the cameos especially like zach efron and martin lawrence like the characters were super funny and it was just really entertaining um snoop dog <laughs> captain whack yes snoop, snoop dog did some of the this is like some of the better acting i've ever seen from him too but i think it's because there was a degree of just himself there and he was just sort of just talking it, it felt like he was uh improvising f for a lot of it i think harmony Grin literally was like when they shot some of those scenes with with snoop dogg and him there he was just like uh i think they were just fucked up and i think they just had the camera there and yeah. it's just like he's like all right we're gonna go on a boat you guys get fucked up and uh we're just gonna capture but he's like but be these characters yeah. but get fucked up and they and, th and that's the best part of this film it feels really grounded in a weird way like it doesn't feel like people are acting. It doesn't, you know, sometimes there is that wall in a mm -hmm. film where you can obviously, like, you know that the lines are there. But yeah. with this, like, you don't know. It like, seems it's, like a separation or, but yeah, this, it, it felt very realistic and felt like they were just pointing a camera sometimes at him and uh, at Snoop Dogg and, like, Matthew McConaughey. Because a lot of it felt very natural, especially his, uh, his lines and shit. And you could tell that he wasn't really just, re like, reciting some uh, lines i like that yeah no one and, felt that way yeah and all the supporting characters are very funny um i'm not sure what else there is to say about this movie well it's probably a lot because he does some fucking he gets himself into like ridiculous situations and you're sort of like how's this gonna play out for him and you're sort of waiting for uh like a, like a seriousness or like a like a real side of him to come out like a like him to become like that serious guy but he he actually never does. Like, he's straight up uh, a beach bum. And, he is who he is. Yeah, I, I really liked his character, and I liked that about him. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, this, yeah, this, yeah, this film is like, 
I don't know. It's whimsical. It's fun. Like it's I don't know. It's a it's the first time in 2018, like I said, where I went to the movies and I just enjoyed myself. There was no, there was no, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think also going in not knowing much about it, I think is the best part, and that's why I kind of don't want to talk more about like story stuff because those surprises and those like. That's where the comedy lies. Is all those little story beats and like all those little moments are just fucking so good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I screwed up. Well, first of all, I'll talk about. I went to go see this today. Movie Pass was giving me a shit load of trouble, and yeah, I mean, I'm about ready to cancel, but like, <laughs> I still want to milk them for all they've got. And uh, <laughs> exactly, gonna be him for all we dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jinko jeans. <laughs> the funniest shit. And he had Heelys on, too. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the Heelys. Oh, he, <laughs> he's like <laughs> gliding through. He's doing it well, too. It's like he's been practicing he's, this shit. He's, a, he's a, 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 a combination of characters. You don't understand I, that that yeah. person exists. People are like, it just doesn't seem real. It's like, no, I don't that know. fucker that seems guy might real. not exist. No, that I think. That's a little I crazy. Think, yeah, he was a bit crazy. I don't I, know if the, all those combined exist. I think I'm a. Bit more of a Zach Efron fan now, though. Yeah, I think Zach Efron can do things. We just don't know yet. But anyways, um, yeah, so I went to Regal because uh, just lined up time-wise. Movie uh, was weird because it started at 11.40 a.m. And I got in at 11.42, which is safe, you know, previews, right? The movie's on. I'm like, what the fuck? I mi- I was so pissed. I missed the intro. I don't like missing a drop of any movie. I like to see how it opens. I like to see how it ends. And I was about to like just wait out another showing at the theater. Uh, I realized I'd walked into the 1030 showing. So I saw five minutes of like the film in the middle of it. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, this is a weird start. <laughs> but I just started. So I, I went back to my theater. Previews are pitch black. I'm like, all right, but they're going to turn the movie on, right? When the movie comes, right? <laughs> the screen's off. Movie starts. I hear that. You're the only person I know that has this many <laughs> Dude, trouble going to movies. They're all shit. They're all fucking trash. Um, so I go down. I have to complain to the manager. You know, I have to do my thing. There's two other people in there. And it didn't look like they were going to do it. So I was like, I got to be the hero. They restarted the movie 20 minutes late. They replayed all the previews well after the movie started. <laughs> Yeah, I went to eleven forty. It was like a twelve twenty when the movie started. <laughs> Anyways, uh, finally got up and going. Yeah, so this movie, um, it's chocked full of smiles. I think this movie has just so many t- times that make you smile, and it's almost like a compilation of just scenes rather than a movie. And this movie is surprisingly not well-reviewed on anywhere except Letterboxd, of all places, where I'm usually like, fuck, fuck these people, you know? But I give the the Letterboxd community shit sometimes. In all actuality, they understand film a little bit better than, well, a lot better than, say, your, uh, your average Redbox reviewer. <laughs> or, I can't wait for this to come out on Redbox. But, like, uh, but also, like, IMDb is sitting at an average of six six 6.3 stars, which is a little bit over half, but Metacritic <laughs> score is, is 56. So all these things kind of worried me. I was like, is this going to be one of those obscure movies that will be cult-like, 
but I'm just not gonna vibe with it in that in that uh, sense. And then, um, yeah, first crazy things start happening, and I'm just like, I'm totally on board with this movie. I I fucking love Moon Dog. I think Moon Dog is fantastic. I want to see more of him. I I just God, this movie was like easy on the eyes. The, the visually like stunning like montages of of something happening and the, this movie like is the, basically a montage like, like i i smiled so big when like they're in the boat with him and zach efron in the the boat and like the cure oh, is yeah, playing the and i'm just like playing. dude i'm having so much fun right zach now zach efron's like with that big uh he caresses just it's like, like a six so foot four trans woman yeah, and then there's big the, and much. big and black. It was quite a scene. And then there's a scene where they need money, so they go get money. <laughs> Dude, that was cool. So this movie obviously exists in some sort of cartoonish reality. Um, so you you have to suspend your disbelief there. Um, there there's some like tiny plot holes that literally I just don't even care or even know to remember. Um, and and I think. What it is is um, you could you could not like this movie, but this movie was made how it was supposed to be made, I think. And you know, it's not one of those movies where someone is super ambitious and they miss the mark. I think he hit the mark. You just don't like the mark if you don't like this movie. That's how I view movies like this. Yeah, and um, you just don't like where it landed. Um, but. Well, first, let me talk about one thing I didn't like. I liked all, just about everything about this. I was having a fucking blast, and that Creed part came on. I was just, I, I was literally <laughs> smiling, and the Martin Lawrence scene had me literally giddy. Um, it was just good to see him. Dude, yeah, that too. Uh, that I've been seeing like him in Will Smith vlogs, <laughs> though. How but you th- how you think I live like this? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how do you think I live like this? I'm fucking wearing a sailor oh, suit. You can't, you can't spoil it. You can't spoil it. it. That was the fucking funniest All shit. Right. I won't. I won't say anything. Yeah, this movie's oh, chock full of scenes that I don't want to ruin for you because they they are so charming to like just sneak up on you. <laughs> all right, one character I didn't buy or like at all was Jonah Hill's character. He was. Uh, yeah, he was I, interesting. He did have some funny lines at the end. Though. He had some funny lines, but he his his voice didn't just. It's just weird. It's very. It what seems, is it, very southern? It's like it, it sounded like, like he was in eighteen sixty three or something. Yeah. It just did not fit this. He sounded like a slave owner. Yeah, he sounded exactly like a slave owner. <laughs> I just don't think that accent exists anymore. So kind of through what little reality there is in this movie, you have to hold on to it. And Jonah Hill's character kind of skewed it a little bit. But that is literally it. I had so much fun with this stupid movie. And I say stupid because it's, I don't know. It is stupid. It's fucking out there. It, it is stupid in the sense, but it's not like dumb and dumber. It's it's not that kind of comedy. It's it's very it's very heartwarming, too. It's not as like dark and brooding as Spring Breakers, I think. Spring Breakers was also very funny, but it's more of a, a dark cloud over that movie than, than Moondog is adventures and what the adventures of moondog as, as steve likes to put it but i think um there's this very great existential question in the in the movie and moondog has an answer for it and i won't spoil it but yeah that that was kind of the 
the cherry on top for me when he when that scene came when he's talking to the journalist. Oh yeah, and I was just like, dude, it all I, makes sense. It kind of made sense. It I was made like, sense, yeah. I, in just the a snap, I thought about my life and my goals. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? It sounds terrible, but it's yeah, just yeah. Dude, he puts it into perspective very well, but I won't spoil anything else. Um Dude, I fucking love this movie. This is number one for the year for me. Yeah, I, I, I second that. That's this is my so, number one spot. God, it's crazy because This I, is gonna be one of those low rated movies that I rate highly. We could use on a list or something, you know, like remember Charlie Countryman, I love that movie. It's like a thirty percent on Ron Tomatoes. Yeah. I usually like I like to look at Rotten Tomatoes and like put it against my score. And I used to talk shit about Rotten Tomatoes. I still kind of do, but at the end of the day, they're they're usually pretty spot on for me. Like if it's a sometimes they overrate like a ninety percent movie, and I think that's where the system's flawed. It's just too many people think it's a decent movie. It's not a ninety percent great movie, you know. Um, yeah. can I read you some reviews on uh, Letterbox, the bad ones? Uh yeah yeah I I I read a bad review they said they loved everything except it was just unwatchable because it was edited weirdly it is edited very yeah, weirdly but it like, makes sense I don't know it just I mean he's very it, 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 yeah he, it's like it's a, coherent it's like a comedic more than coherent, Terrence Malick type of editing yeah but like everything made sense like if this was like another film, well some things didn't make sense like, like when someone's having a conversation they start a sentence standing up. They finish sitting down, shit like that. Yeah, we've seen that before, but not like. I think I it's. To, I don't know. It's 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 how the way like the story flows and probably how the way he perceives the world. I think that's <laughs> yeah, what dude, it is. It's great. It's yeah, like it's exactly. erratic. Yeah, like it, it doesn't. It, it works very well. It works for this movie. I don't see this working. You kind of just feel film. like you're you're like you met Moondog at a bar in QS. You you drop some acid. You drank some beers dude, and went walking around scene? with him. The pool scene was great. It was Wh- shot very well. Which one? Where he's like holding a joint. Oh and yeah! Like yes. Oh, I was telling Harvey. I, I've been to that house. Shot very well. Really? Yeah, I've been to that house because when I was in Miami, we had to shoot something for uh, Samsung, and they rented that house. Apparently, it belongs to a basketball player, and he does that a lot. R- rents out the backyard, and he was there watching the. Sh- <laughs> we just see this dude shirtless standing outside on the balcony, watching all these people sit uh-huh. like at his house. And uh, yeah, dude, that pool is fucking amazing. Like, nice. Sounds yeah, like a good way to make some extra income. No, it's a smart way, definitely. <laughs> Do you need it? <laughs> Jesus. I guess I mean I guess that should pay for well. his house. Yeah. And this place is really nice. Uh no, dude, that that pool scene is phenomenal. Uh, that, dude, a lot of just things in this film just look beautiful. I like the driving scenes too, like when he's in the Lamborghini. I think those are shot very well. They look Damn, wild man. and colorful. Man, that this is a long this has been such a long time since I fucking watched a movie like this. It was just so much fun. You know? Yeah. This is um I uh, yeah, this is a step up. I I actually really really like Spring Breakers. Um It makes me want to go back and watch Spring this Breakers is, this because is definitely maybe, a step up. Maybe I just didn't Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's name is fucking lingerie. Lingerie. Like, it's so fucking <laughs> God, I like this movie. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a, a few a few good Yeah, what ones. are people saying like actual people not tasteless critics? What are they saying that's bad with this movie? Uh, amateurish and insufferable. He gave it a half star. God damn. So I want to know who this guy is Amateur? because you have yeah, to, like, you have you have to, to expand on that. Yeah, you got to tell us why it's amateur. Because the thing is, I feel like the only person who would say that is someone in the film industry who's like who makes movies. I mean, I feel like to I, have that, to I, have that I, I think consensus or does that, he not I, I go think, into detail? No, yeah, I think uh, yeah, he's full of shit. That person probably doesn't. It's probably a lot of fun at parties. They, they got to contextualize. Yeah. Oh, I got another one. 
Just wait. The world will never be good or just or just or worth protecting while anybody is willing to spend millions of dollars to bring this into it. Harmony Corinne has lost his soul. Brutal. That is so over dramatic. Harmony Corinne has lost his soul and Vice Films is the Obama Trump voter of corporate cinema. The fuck? Wait. What? <laughs> what are they? Some like far left? Like, ah, damn. I don't even know what any I don't of think that was. So. I was like, what? I think that was just. Um, I think they were just very upset. Well, so I mean, they just started writing I mean, something if they're, they're, they're bringing they're, Obama they're, Trump voters into it. They got to be some dramatic. like Antifa fucking protester. All right. All wait right. a second. Can we just. Just wait. If I could rank this film lower, I would. Completely unlikable protagonist with zero scark. What I think <sighs> they mean, arc. Because they misspelled it. See, that's a person uh, that probably sat at home their elements. whole childhood. This has stereotypical elements that soul searching movies have right down to the uh, smooth black best friend who's having an affair with the main character's wife. The protagonist is supposed to be brilliant poet, yeah, so but puts zero effort. Wait, is is a smooth black friend doing that a trope? I don't think that's. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that before. No. <laughs> Emotionalist, <laughs> dishonest, about? and not funny. Not to mention straight up dull. All of these things dull? combined create. A film that's somehow even less spectacular than its protagonist. I think if anything, this, this is movie is not are cool. at this No, you see, people like that. <laughs> while while I was out riding my bike and meeting bums that lived on the beach in Florida, they were they <laughs> were first hand experience. They were probably on E bombs world or something like yelling at at other people on the internet and not going outside. Fuck that person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They they've never lived. They don't. They they have no perspective. How do you think so so thinly? Hey man, just to let you know, this person gave four stars to Captain Marvel and gave us a three and a half, and then gave this movie a half. So I mean, I mean, I'm sitting. No judgment. Three, I'm sitting at a three and a half for us too. But Captain Marvel four stars. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um. That is so dramatic. All right. Well, that. That's actually a minority on Letterbox. If you, I was actually no, the, the yeah the majority consensus is positive. I actually got scared because I saw the Rotten Tomato score. I went on Letterboxd, and I was like, "Wait, am I alone in liking this ridiculous?" Our Vice was a good example of that. Vice was kind of quirky and wacky, and I just liked it a lot. And I was alone in that. Went on Letterboxd thinking that was the case, and I was so proud to see all these four and five star reviews of people just like. You know, praising Moondog. <laughs> like, I was so happy. My, my people. Because, <laughs> <laughs> so dude, if you know, you know, man. Like, pe- I don't know, man. Maybe it's like all the beach bums that I've met. I gave, dude, I I gave a dude a ride once who literally looked like a lobster. Like, you know, that Jensen Beach, like, crust. Fucking, that, yeah, fucking burnt. That, that burnt old homeless guy shit. And <laughs> he was telling me about how he was like, he got arrested for conspiring to murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, because my sister got raped or something. So like, we're planning to kill this guy, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember. He's I mean, like, he and the best part is he's probably like chain smoking. He smokes marble, fucking marble uh, reds. And he has like a fucking used one in his fucking, I can just picture this dude. Yeah. I'm, I love the beach mom and I love moon dog. I think, uh, there are things that happen in this that don't really make sense in reality, but it's just—it's almost like you have to, you have to, yeah. Suspend. If you ever like watched a cartoon and there's all this wacky shit happening and you're entertained, I think that's how I would put it. All right, you guys want to drop some scores or or what? 
Uh, Seems like we all know that we love this movie. Yeah. I'm sitting at a four out of five. Um, this is a, I think it's a very well done movie. Um, to people that think it's amateurish. I mean, I think that they, I think Harmony Corinne probably just isn't for that person. I think yeah, he, this movie uh, was not, I think this is well as executed. He did exactly what he intended to do. And I think it's, I think this is fair. the most accessible thing that I've seen from him. I haven't Maybe, seen much, yeah, but, but perhaps. I feel like this is like one of the more like easier just to kind of like get lost in the world. It seems right up there with his other ones for me in terms of, uh, I think it's style, more, so I don't know. I think I kind of agree with Steven in the sense that it's more lighthearted. I feel like. Yeah. A little bit. It is a, I would say that makes it a little more accessible. Um, Dude, I'm sitting at a four and a half. Um, it's obviously got its its slight flaws, but overall, it's just some of the most fun I've had in the theater yeah. in months. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I agree. It's the most fun I've had in the theater since I mean, 2019 started. There were some there were some good films here and there, but like this is the first time where I walked into the theater beginning to end and had a fucking blast. Had a good time. Uh, I don't see any like noticeable flaws for me. I've just, I've just, and I, and I want to go back and like revisit this, this world <laughs> and the characters and just like be a part of it. I might have missed something, but there was one plot hole I was wondering about, but maybe I'm just dumb. Can't talk about it though. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one's, uh, this gets a coveted five. Whoa! Does it? Fu- yeah, I, I yeah, fucking I love think this. Steve would love it that much. I fucking love this shit, man. It's so That's... great. I love my dog, I love dude. It's so fucking good. <laughs> oh man! And I've been uh, preaching Wait, the good word. Can I've we been uh, everyone. Bef- before we move on? I don't think this. Yeah, this definitely is a movie that could go over with everyone. Before we, oh, that sucks. I was gonna say maybe we could read a couple Moon Dog quotes, but this, but there's only one. It's just from read a, some of his poetry. Oh, here's one of his, his poem lines. Uh, one day I will swallow up the world, and when I do, I hope you all perish violently. Oh, yeah. then, he starts, <laughs> then he starts laughing. He's like, he's like, I, <laughs> that laugh got the movie so good. Dude, he's great, man. I, I wish he was. I wish he put that character in Serenity. How great of a movie would that be? Same shit. He's on a boat fishing. <laughs> same shit. Same, same shit. <laughs> oh, man. Dog was not what I expected. Or Beach Bump. Sorry, I want to call it Moon Dog, but it's still wild to me that Jimmy Buffett uh, agreed that to was be in this a, movie. Yeah, with Snoop Dogg. Like, <laughs> I uh, doubt Snoop Dogg was smoking fake fake weed around them. I doubt it. No, no, he probably wasn't. Jimmy I'm pretty Buff- sure they Jimmy were Buffett all getting was high. Token. <laughs> that fucking hot tub seat is great. <laughs> yeah, he has a larger role than I expected too. So if you're just expecting like a quick Jimmy Buffett cameo, he's like he has a few scenes. And it works. It just works. I could. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't do much, but he's there. Yeah, he's just there. He's set dressing, but it's funny as shit. Yeah, that's fucking. Uh, that was a pleasant delight. Um, I'm glad I was able to live up to the expectations of that. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's let's talk about next week. High life. High life. You think so? High life does come out next week. It is limited, but. That's true. Um, we have uh, we have Stephen King's also Shazam though. and Shazam. Shazam would be the big one. Yeah, I'm not watching Pet Cemetery if that's what you're. Too late. I'll, I'll probably watch it. Actually. Yeah, I'm, I, already, I already reserved my ticket. Did you? I'm good. I'm good on that. Oh, There's also the 
best enemies, which getting an April release, I don't know. That's with uh, Sam Rockwell and uh, what's her name? Sam Rockwell Terape- just been Terapy Hanson. Taraji. Yeah. What, did I just say Tara? Yeah, it said Taraji Tara- P. Taraji yeah, P. Hanson. You whitened it up a lot. <laughs> you like, no, I forgot I like, her Tara. name. I didn't whiten it up. I forgot a whole syllable. <laughs> Tara? Tara? Taraji. Taraji? Taraji? Taraj? What do you guys think? I would narrow it down to Shazam or High Life. High Life is an obvious for me, but. Yeah, I think uh, I kind of want to see Shazam, if I'm honest. Yeah, I kind of would go see Shazam for the podcast and then maybe grab High Life if I can. All right, let's do that then. That's fun. People are calling this, uh, I don't know, the the better DC movie in quite a while, so I would like to see. DC's Return? I mean, Return from where? They never never had shit. (laughs) True. Well, they had... uh, it's not part of the universe, but the Batman. Dark no, that don't count. Yeah. That doesn't count at all. Still to this day, a DC hero is in the best comic book movie. Crazy. Yeah. But not a DC universe. All right, cool. Um, I'm actually excited. I'm looking through some of the next. I can't believe we're getting this Pokemon movie. It just blows me away. That's even. I'm like, thing. it's so dumb, it's but I so want to watch it. Though. Weirdly, it's so not Pokemon. But the but. thing is, like. I, I like the I like the turn they're making. It's just kind of like you know what, fuck it. This is I dumb don't anyway. Feel anything about what I know the Pokemon universe to be, but I feel it, like it this is the most strange. It seems like a fan made shit on YouTube. Right? It seems like someone's just like someone wrote a script on Reddit, and then like a producer saw it and just like, this is it. You want a job? <laughs> I can't. Actually, we're also getting a Hellboy release too. All right. Well, Shazam, 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 whatever. Am to the PM. I was thinking the Kendrick song yeah. in the trailer. Who knows? We might have a good time. All right, cool. Let's talk about filmmakers or directors that uh, are a bit harder to, to chew on, harder to swallow, as some may say. Yeah. I mean... In, I f- in the sense that, like, if... if the, all right, so put it this way. Harvey Corrine is one of, the, one of those people, I it's feel. Like, you, know when, you know when you, uh, you see, like, dumb people get hooked into cults? Yeah, which that, director has you in a cult? Like, like some, most people are are normal enough to not join that cult, but like you're just like you you you're a part Nick, of it. Nicholas Winding Rife. Like, I think I think That's he, your pick. Yeah, because I feel his early shit was good, and now he's which ones like Valhalla Rising, Drive, Bronson. Okay. Like, yeah, like he's had like he he knows what he's doing. There's competence there. Like he knows how to make a film and make. Even though they kind of all fall in that same kind of like quiet, except Bronson. I think Bronson was more of his more outrageous characters that he filmed. But uh, no, like visually, like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to make a film. It's just recently, you know, he kind of fell off. And I think I'm the only apologist for Only God Forgives. I think I'm the only crazy person who likes that movie. And uh, I mean, I guess I'll just be in this like island by myself until he comes back. I'm waiting for his return. He's basically a Jesus. Steve? Yeah. That was my pick. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was seeing if I can come up. I didn't think anyone was going to pick that. Uh, I was, I was just thinking of a director that 
even all right, like no, I it's think, a totally I think, fair pick, and yeah. I, I'll explain my thoughts. Um, yeah, like I feel like Drive is his best film, well, the Drive most accessible like, film. Drive is like uh, his, you, like every cult leader probably says something really smart and, and riveting at one point in time. Yeah, that's his. Like Char- Charlie Manson probably made a lot of sense, and then he kind of <laughs> then he, at one point. Yeah, just like what? But Drive is also a little inaccessible to mainstream audience, so it's like it's almost like you have to be a part of this cult to enjoy it. Yeah, I think most movie lovers will enjoy Drive, but at the end of the day, if I had to re- recall some of the criticism from my peers, you know, mouth breathers, uh, they're like, one person was like, "Oh, I thought it was gonna have more of the new Mustang." It was like in a in a chase scene for like ten seconds, like, "Oh, that shit was boring as as fuck." It was all like ten minutes of action, like. Just stuff like that. They thought it was going to be Need for Speed or something. I don't, yeah. I don't know what they were expecting. Just say, like, is that their quote? Like, is that their standard? These are real of, like, things action, I've heard. Like action films or just or like things. It's like, oh, I thought it was going to be like Need for Speed. No, I mean, I <laughs> I, I, I put that maybe like Fast and the Furious yeah. or something. Just some sort of like like adrenaline action movie. Yeah, in my really, opinion, that probably would be a fair criticism, honestly. But what, I think that? it was just marketed wrong. I think yeah, that was. Could have been. Th- yeah. I think I think the film because when I saw the trailer. And when well, people, it's were, definitely, people were dragging me to go see this movie because I saw the trailer. It looked like an action movie. I'm like, it's, it's a like, thriller really, neo-noir. Really, yeah, I really yeah. don't want to watch an action movie. They're like, no, it's not an action movie. Yeah, like, trust me. The and then I went to go see it and I was blown away. I was like, fuck, man. That was one of my favorite movies of that year. Yeah. Well, that brings me to Nicholas Winding Run. He, I'm, you're not alone, Steve. When I first saw Only God Forgives, I said, I, I guess I was high off drive or something. I was like, what? And then you watch it again. You watch the sequences of like that that Thai cop just walking slowly through that. Yeah. Uh, and then you watch the colors and just like you kind of just take it all in as an experience, and it it really grows on you. It grows on you. It's not for everyone. No, it's fuck. It's cult leader shit. And I'm pretty sure that even like <laughs> Ryan Gosling was very. If you ever watched the documentary, yeah, which I was watched, great. Uh, the My document- life with Nic- Nicholas Winding. Dude, that's a great documentary because yeah, you see like you can see him like breaking down. You can see like how the way it's just fucking, and you can up. see the pressure on them too, where it's just like, oh, people are expecting the next drive, but like I'm just making my art here, and I don't right. think people are gonna like it. He Dude. knew it's like he knew, that yeah, he knew that like like nothing's good. And when he was trying to like talk about like the character and the motivations to Ryan Gosling, Ryan's face was just like, he's like, do you understand? And he's just like, yeah, like he looked fucking lost. He's like. <laughs> And he's just trying to hold it together. Yeah, for it's him. just like, and I think you could tell they're kind of friends. Like, I, I, you know, I, to go through that much shit. Yeah, you know, I've I actually never it. seen Valhalla Rising, but I saw the dude. Pusher. That's a fucking slow fucking burn. I, I'm, slow. Down, I'm down though, Mads Mikkelsen. I do need to. You know, I'm gonna get that off my list or yeah. on my list, off it's, my list, and then watch I'm, it. You know, it's so funny. Like, I remember when Sean recommended that movie, and I was like, he's like, dude, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be. A, like a part in the film where it's like 10 minutes of just silence. And it's like, I'll bet you anything you'll fall asleep. Like, it's just like, it's just nothing. Nothing's happening. It's just stuck like silent. If I, if I were to talk about Bronson though, I would say Bronson is, it's very, it's a very intriguing biopic movie. Yeah. And, but it's really well done though. It's also very hard to watch though for a lot of people, I think. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just imagine. Yeah. Giving that movie to someone who's like casual, movie yeah, that's watching. true. It's it's bonkers and it's it's hard to watch, but 
me, I love Tom Hardy. I think his character is fucking mesmerizing, and I, I love that movie. I um, love that final scene where he's like fucking pinned up. Yeah, just that movie's just fuck, just gross in general. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just it's gruesome, not in like a horror horror gory way, but like a just it's just appalling. He's like, um, like, like yeah, the worst uh, human being. I don't know what he's working on. Now. Did he just vanish because his last two films were not wild, well received? You said Neon Demon was okay, right? Right. Well, I watched Neon Demon and. You know, knowing that most people hated it, uh, and and yet again, I still kind of liked it. Like I, I said it was okay. It's like a, a solid three star movie. I think Neon Demon has something there, and it. All right, so like you know how I didn't like the way that Velvet Buzzsaw really portrayed the art like industry and how douchey it was. I like the way Nicholas Winding Ring uh, shows the douchiness of the fashion industry. I think. I think that was that was actually pretty pretty well done. The movie is just a little too. It's like Only God Forgives in a way. It's just a little bit too slow and momentumless for me, but still good. And I'm still in his cult. So if he wants to make a new movie, I have to give this. My one a eyes shot. Are, are open. What are you doing, Nicholas Winding? He's literally dude. Nothing. Nothing upcoming. Did he vanish? And oh wait, upcoming projects. Yeah, I think he's just taking a break. He's got in production Le Italians and then he has uh in development the Avenging Silence plot kept under wraps described as an action thriller set in Asia. <laughs> I'm fucking down, bro. I'm down. I'm buying what you're selling. Oh wait a second, wait a second. He he directed a movie that's coming out this year. Oh yeah. Or, oh never mind, never mind. It's a TV show. It's called Too Old to Die Young. I've heard. That sounds, that sounds familiar. familiar. That sounds familiar. It may not be out yet. Um, and I don't know if he's directing every episode. But he's, yeah, actually, I think he is. He's doing TV. Well, I didn't want that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll make his way back around to a movie. I hope so. Well, uh, what about you, Harvey? Who's your uh, who's your cult leader? You want to talk about Darren Aronofsky? Okay. I could... <laughs> I yeah I, I could just triggered him. He's like, oh yeah yeah I could I have a few words. No, I'm saying I can see this. However, like I don't know, I'm really unsure of the public perception of him. I always feel like people like him a lot. But. Well, I don't know. A lot of people consider Requiem for a Dream to be a uh, very difficult movie to watch. A I don't like people, Black Swan. Yeah, both of those movies. A lot of people find them appalling and uh, can't really get through them. Yeah. Even though I think Aronofsky, for the most part, is very he's fairly light compared to other directors. He um he doesn't torture them quite as much as I believe people believe he does, but I think he's done some great shit. Yeah, he's no Gasper, no. I mean, no, not not to that degree at all. But um, a lot of people seem to be impacted by his movies. Mother too was like a problem for some people, right? I yeah, re- I read like an article about people walking out of a theater. Like it's not that. Oh, people walked out of my theater. Really? Yeah. I think I talk, because I think they I were like uh, just overwhelmed, or I don't. I just they're just like I watch the movie. It's very it is moment. There is moments of being like you feel overwhelmed. It's like like a lot of insanity. But I feel like I watch worse shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like maybe we're just numb. I walk out because I'm bored. I don't usually walk out because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, regardless of that, um, I didn't particularly like Mother or his his most recent films. But I will watch anything he 
anything. Noah was okay. Was, I feel like I, I enjoyed Noah for the most part. I think Darren Aronofsky has a lot of range. I think he does as well. Yeah. Um, if you look at Mother and like Requiem for a Dream and then like The Wrestler. <laughs> the Wrestler like is not even made by him. Yeah, it is. But like you would never yeah, guess. They're completely different. Um, the Wrestler is probably my favorite movie that he's done. And it's completely different than all of his other uh, his other movies. Like in terms of style. And um, I like that dude. Yeah. Keep I mean, watching his shit even though. He's I'm very uh, disappointed recently. Yeah. Okay, so he's kind of like Nicholas Winding Run for you. Like his, I actually did. I I really like Mother. Um, I do not like Black Swan though. Did you see Pie? No, I've never seen Pie. Pie's great. Um, I don't like Black Swan, and I think that's actually. I don't know. Do people like that movie? I feel like Black a lot Swan. Of, yeah, I feel like a lot she, of people like won that. award. Yeah, yeah. like a, a fucking Oscar. I was, I was just not on board with that movie, I'm man. Pretty sure he was nominated for an Oscar for that too. Uh. You know what movie I, I haven't seen by him that I need to see that but people tell that me that it's like anything. amazing is uh, The Fountain. I've never yeah. seen it and I heard that's Fountain, amazing. Fountain is great. Yeah. yeah. Movies like that and um, The Wrestler and... He really does have range, man. He I really can, He can really do a lot of shit. Yeah, he does. I, I don't know. He doesn't know. limit himself, which is great. But yeah, I think uh, in a sense though, he's pretty successful in the, and I think that He's always going to be well respected, and he's going to be yeah. around. Our, our boy's not. Yeah, our boy, I feel like he's being ostracized. I don't know what what's going on at this point, but uh, I hope he comes back because I, I like what he does. I, Drive was is an immense pressure for him because that was it was a curse. It was almost like was lightning it? in a bottle. Well, the thing is, it's how the way like George Lucas feels about Star Wars. Like near close. the end of it all, like he's just like I don't think he liked his. I don't think he liked it at the end. It's just like it became something. He must like. like he likes Drive. I don't think Star Wars is George Lucas' best movie, and well, I don't think that Drive I mean, is uh, his best movie either. Well, really? I'm just I saying. Think it is. No, I'm just saying close. in terms what of like audience better? reception and what audience Bronson. took from it. You know what I mean? Like what people end up making him out to be, and like all that pressure that came mm-hmm. with it. That's yeah. what I mean. Like how George Lucas finds Star Wars. Like even yeah. though it might not be his best thing, I it's think just, he. There's a clip molded. of him like admitting he thinks Drive is a masterpiece. Um Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> he's talking to like William Freakin or some shit. Oh my god, that's great! It's a dude. You gotta watch that fucking clip. I'll pull it up <laughs> after the show. But it's like he's like William Freakin's like that's not a fucking masterpiece. Citizen Kane, nineteen. What year Citizen Kane come out? Nineteen forty something? No, probably nineteen forty-eight. He's like telling him this was a masterpiece. You know, sixty years ago, yours ain't shit. It's a funny clip. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, with like Drive. Uh, I don't know. I think that. Well, I personally think it's his best movie. Um, I put it over Bronson because it has it oozes style and and just it it's so. Bronson doesn't. Bronson doesn't ooze the same kind of style. It doesn't ooze like good style. It, it's like an ugly style in a good way. Like for, for if you like that kind of stuff, but but Drive is like it has these like really dramatic cinematic sequences and like you have the electronic music playing over you know two actors staring each other in the eyes and stuff like that whereas Bronson is just it's wild I suppose I don't know I, don't I mean Drive, Drive I don't is know. his biggest success for a reason I think I mean sure it, it's he uh 
That movie's thrilling. It keeps you on the edge of your seat, whereas Bronson is... Uh, <laughs> you just don't like drive, is that <laughs> it? I, I, Bronson just... it's To me, it's like a, like a vignette of just a crazy person. And it doesn't really reward the audience in any way. Whereas uh, Drive is, it, I don't know, it's uh, it's great. I love it. But anyways, that about does it for us and our cult filmmakers. I, I kind of wish me and Steve didn't pick the same ones. We have a third one to talk about. But like, yeah, totally well, didn't come off the back of because I really didn't think there was uh, someone else going to pick that one. But yeah, th- that's it. Uh if you have any other suggestions on who you think is a, a cult filmmaker, maybe you're maybe you're in a cult of Michael Bay. Explain yourself. No, I'm just saying, like maybe you fucking love <laughs> Transformers. You're like, I'm all about his. Dude, I heard great shit about Michael Bay. All right, I've heard that. You know what? There was an argument, or not an argument. There's like this video, right, that I watched today. Funny off about Michael Bay, uh, and they were saying that he, at the end of the day, no matter what you think about him, he is an artor. Like. He has, like, when you, you know when you're watching a Michael Bay film, he has a distinctive style, and, like, you know, and you really can't say that for most people that are, like, even if you don't like them, like, you, you know, you have to give him that. He does have his own style. He is an artor in his own way. So I found that, I found that very interesting. Uh, what were you saying about Michael Bay? Um, I heard that he, um, when they get the sets for, like, Transformers or whatever all set up, uh, he clears the room and he spends he wastes like everyone for like two hours like waiting so he could get pictures with all the sets of like him and Phil making action like like pre planned pictures and shit. So they're calling a photographer? Yeah. To like- <laughs> Just to get him like standing in front of the big heap of fucking production design and Jesus. shit. Like, it's just God, ridiculous. man. I think yeah. so interesting. Apparently like he worked he used to work with Fincher, like for a while, like apparently, like they were like they, they weren't working together, but they they were like I guess they I guess they worked for a production company or something back in the day before they became actual like big big shots. And it was very interesting because they're so they're so different. <laughs> yeah. This is night and fucking day. I mean, I think for the most part, though, I don't know Michael Bay. Uh, he sort of like uh, reinvented. A style like blockbuster style, and no, he did. Yeah, people copied him for a very long time. He kind of shifted like l- like mid to late nineties, like blockbuster films and, and and what people wanted out of them and what we got. I think, and um, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to hate on the guy. I guess if you think about it, I think it. Bad Boys is great, solid. That's a uh, it's a lot of fucking fun. I would that's, say that much. That's I would one of say my f- favorite actions from from the nineties. I like I like that. I like Bad Boys. I like uh, the Island. Yeah. I like the Island. I'm the weird person. That Michael likes Bay movie. can most certainly be um, one of those someone someone something. Yeah, because while well, he's on the other spectrum of ours, where it's like you know the mouth breathers go see Transformers Nine, uh, but I think even at that point, people are like, we're we're getting tired of this shit. So I think even. He's almost like the Nickelback of film directors, but you know, Nickelback ain't. I mean, Nickelback's not even that bad. There's worse shit out there, you know. It's just it becomes one of those known things, right? Yeah, but I don't know about Nickelback. But you know, Nickelback's not the worst band. Like there's there's a lot of shitty music out there. I think Michael Bay is Coldplay. You know what? He is Coldplay. Nah, I wouldn't put it that far. Coldplay is some. 
They have a couple of bangers, just like Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You're right. But Coldplay generally isn't. It's feel good. Okay. Yeah. And that's what he gives you. All right, cool. He Let's, gives you uh, fast cars. He gives you a lot of explosions, and he gives you hot women. Quoted by him. I think movies I'm pre- for teenage boys. I'm pretty sure he's. These are some of the things he said on interview. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh man. No shame. We gotta pull up that segment again. Michael Bay quotes. Remember right. he did that presentation for that, that television, and he just walked off the stage because <laughs> he couldn't. What was it like? He the teleprompter it wasn't working, working and yeah. he's just like he couldn't bullshit. He could have walked off. <laughs> Brutal. It's the funniest clip. I have to look that up. He's like, I'm sorry, and he just walks away. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve. You know what to do next. We are. Uh, we're going to be playing. Oh fuck! I Get forgot about wrecked. this. I stretch while doing that. That's why I sounded like that. Uh, this is the game where we roll a 12-sided die, and the winner, the highest number, gets to assign the lowest number, the loser, I like to call them, a movie to watch uh, and review on the podcast next week. Uh, sometimes it's punishment. Sometimes it's it's pleasure. Yeah. Um, I suppose since we've been down to three people, we've been doing the traditional rules. Is that your roll? Um, I bet you if it was no, a it one, you wouldn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. You know it wasn't. That was. That was <laughs> I bet you if it was a one, I'd be like, Steve, that's your role. You're like, no, no, I didn't roll that's that. That's not true at all. That was my role. Keep it in. I don't really right, care. No, no. Gonna... If you want to play that way, sure. Get we'll play that way. <laughs> what? Fuck. What are you going to do? <laughs> you want to play that all way. All right. Is, are you going to give him that? No, no. I'm going to remember that. No, no, no. I'll roll, re-roll because I don't, I don't want this coming back to bite me in the ass. Nine. Is that a nine or is that a six? It's a nine. Relax, buddy. Oh, shit. Damn, Harvey's off of blood. He's like, you sure that's in that? Ten. Ten. Ooh, etch me out. Five. Five. Steve, you could have won. You could have been on top of the world. Yeah, yeah no, but, but I, was, I was playing The next fair. time he get, had lost and I had won, he would have suffered. <laughs> so at least I give him something good today. All right, yeah, let's... Uh, that's let's, why I was just like, you know what? I'm not. I'm just going to play fair, I guess. Give him a star is born for me. All right, thanks. I'm just going to watch that uh, lame-ass uh, movie. A lot of people watch that movie. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Tell me something, girl. Okay, Steve. I'm going to give you La Femme Nikita. Okay. Uh, do you know anything about this? No, I want to go in blind. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, it sounds okay. interesting enough. It's a... Uh, it's kind of an oldie, I suppose. It sounds. I feel like I've heard about it. Like I've heard the name before. Yeah. Yeah, probably the TV show. Um, the TV oh, show was on for with a while. The, yeah, okay. I know what this is. Yeah. Right. Uh, the one you're watching, because there's, there's two. You're watching the 1990 version, directed by Luc Besson. All right. Um, now there was an American remake like later on, I believe. I think that came out 2001 or some shit like that. Um, I'm intrigued. Yeah, hopefully you enjoy it or... You hate it. Appreci- or at least appreciate it. Uh, to the degree, the degree that I do, if that makes sense. It seems like Lupuson likes creating. If I'm not mistaken, she's kind of like a femme fatale, right? I suppose you'll see. I'll see. I feel like Lupuson always seems to. Oh wow, what is this? But uh, I think that's gonna do it for us. We'll do the right film. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, Steve's gonna be watching. Uh... What is it called again? La Femme Nikita. La Femme Nikita. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I've not seen this movie. Really? Yeah. Did you see the American one at least? Nope. Did you see the TV show? Nope. 
I don't watch things. You guys need to know that about me. Alright. Yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for checking out our review of The Beach Bum on Do The Right Film. Uh, we are on Spotify as well. If you uh, want to listen to us there. Um, leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy the episode. And thanks for listening. Make sure to connect with, uh, with us on social media. We have Instagram, Do The Right Film underscore podcast. We have Facebook and Twitter. And we also have a website, dotherightfilm.com. And uh, we're also SoundCloud rappers because we have SoundCloud. Yeah. That makes us SoundCloud rappers by default. And I'm pretty stoked about that. Yeah, we got mixtapes on mixtapes. Yeah. Like 108 of them? Yeah, that's more than fucking most. Uh, there's a ch- I feel like Chance the Rapper always plays a fucking mixtape. Nah, nah, there's there's rappers. That, Mac Miller used to do a ton of this. Yeah, Mac Miller's another one. I feel like, but there's he, I feel like he's always releasing like a new fucking mixtape. Yeah. All right, cool. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you are able to catch Moon Dog if you haven't. <laughs> Beach Bum. I want to call this movie Moon Dog so bad. The Adventures of Moon Moon Dog. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, you need to accept Moondog into your heart and check this one out on behalf of all if of us. If he started a right cult, film. would you join? I'm already in it. Oh, damn. Right. I'm already in it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, that's that's going to be it for us this week. Um, shit. What do, what, do, what do we need? Catchphrase. A little conscience could cry.